Big Dell in the den. How are you, mate? Yeah, mate. Good. Love being in the den, mate. I've been yeah. here um, once or twice and uh, watching a bit of UFC. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to hear with Spud Carroll last time. That was Big that Spud. Was, yeah. We watched the Volk. Unfortunately, he got beat. But, yeah, uh, the Volk. Though, it, was good. it was a good match, but yeah, love the brilliant. Volk. So we lost the matriarch of rugby league last week, Tina Turner. Mm. And um, a lot of tributes have been made to her, which has been fantastic. And when I was preparing to talk with you, I was thinking about it. So... To get us in the mood, I want to play this. So this is 1989, right? You remember this. This was the very first Tina Turner promotion and it was the What You Get Is What You See video. And I personally prefer it to the simply the best one. But what I was thinking was that you had been 15 at the time, right? Yeah. And did you see this and did it strengthen your desire to become a first grade rugby league player? 100% it did. Yeah. And I tell you what it is, well, I, that takes me back. It's obviously, it's iconic because of her, but also, mate, you know, you've got Alan Langer, you've got, you know, Gene Miles, two of my heroes there. I was a Manly fan as a kid, but it's got the fans. Crusher Cleal. Crusher Cleal. Mate, oh, mate yeah. who didn't love Crusher? Picking up a little girl, yeah. Yeah, but it was like, it went from like sport to like entertainment, but an icon, you know, that she, she was, but she was, she was an A-lister. She was yeah. like, this was this big Hollywood star American being involved in our game, and it was the Winfield Cup, and I remember being in grade ten and making rep sides and that, thinking, I, I want to play because the Broncos weren't a part of uh, the Broncos just came in, I think, around there yeah, uh, eighty eight. Sorry, yeah, uh, but because I was a Manly fan, yeah, because because they were winning the comp. Is that why well, you're going? For well, them? no, well, Dale Shearer and Martin Bella were from Serena. Wow, that's yeah. So yeah. I'm from Serena. Cherry Evans is from Serena. Kevin Campion's from Serena. So all these. So guys, where is Serena for people who don't? Obviously Queensland, yeah. but what? So when you go to – so where Mackay is, so the Whitsundays, it's about an hour and a half um, – it's an hour and a half south of uh, the Whitsundays. On so, the coast? Yeah, so it's, okay. it's on the coastline. So yeah. it, it go, virtually goes Townsville, um, Bowen and Proserpine and then like the Whitsundays and then and then Mackay, Serena. So Serena's like 30 k's south of Mackay. That's yeah. where I grew up in Serena. And then you've got 300 k's is Rocky and that's where Munster's from – Ben Hunt, Anthony Seabol, um, you know, uh, th- those guys are from Rocky. So around that area, big football stuff. But yeah. that there for me, when I was going to school, all my mates and that, we were going to train and we were going, you know, we all wanted to play in the Winfield Cup. Yeah. So yeah. Good. So good. And we're good goosebumps that. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought we were playing. Yeah. That's incredibly how it starts. Um, yeah. As and when you, know, you were 15, did you think, did you know you were a chance to make it as a first grade player or did you not have the, no, hadn't no, grown I, enough and not enough talent then or was it you well on your way? This, this will shock you, but um, I was always, always pretty cocky as a kid. Like, <laughs> but, but I went to school for a couple of reasons. Like Gordon Tallis and I have this, um, you know, we, we laugh about it. So I went, I went to school for three reasons really. Um, you know, obviously socialise, yep. eat lunch and play sport. Yeah. And, and I did all three pretty well. What about too. talking? You yeah, like yeah. talking? Oh, yeah, but that socialising sure, 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 sure. So when you socialise, yeah. I, so my report card used to read, um, Wendell's doing really well, but if he talked less and concentrated more, he could do better. You know, we've all had that. And I sat outside a lot, a lot of times because sometimes the teachers would go, Mr. Sailor, like, honestly, mate, what are you talking about? I was just, oh, sorry, miss, and, you know, I try and charm on that. You guys won't look, no more talking about footy or athletics because yeah. I actually grew up, I don't know if you know this, but I actually grew up with a Kathy Freeman as well. Right. So Kathy and I, she was from Mackay, Norman, her brother, we all did athletics together. Yeah. Um, yeah, until about 14, and then Kathy got headhunted, and then I think she went down to Melbourne. Yeah. So, so Jeff Hugel from Mackay, wow. like, so that region, I uh, was synonymous, yeah, was not just for rugby league, but sport in general. So on Kathy, so I've actually got the footage. Do you want to try and play it, Trell? Yeah. This is it. So this is her yeah. winning Sydney 2000. And I just wanted to play it and talk to you about what it meant to you as, a, as an Indigenous Australian at the time. And obviously you knew her personally. So have you seen this recently, this footage? I haven't seen it recently, no. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's brilliant to watch. We'll just watch it. Yeah. She's starting to kick. Yeah. They've got straight around this. Uh-huh. We were there that night. Wow. Wow. Look at it go. She just dug deep, didn't she? But the most remarkable thing about this video is the her reaction. The relief. Yeah, you watch yeah, it. Yeah, like you look like, at that face yeah. and she's just like... Like it was the biggest sporting, sporting moment I've ever seen in Australia. 100%. Look at it here. She's just yeah. like, it's all over. Yes. 
Wow. How good. So proud of her because we we're where we were. We could see, I could see down to her brother. Her brother, there was Norman, uh, Gareth and her mum and her stepdad. I could see him down the front from where we were. So you know who I was there with? You'll love this. So that day was sponsored. I'm sp- I was sponsored by Nike. Yeah. So Nike, we had a boat cruise um, on the harbour first. Mm-hmm. And they took us to – it was through, through Parramatta River. Remember they had the yeah. Nike uh, – they had the um, – um, the awesome force. Well, what do you call the um, the village or whatever? Yep, we got Athletes to go into the village. Yeah, yeah. we got to go into the village and yep. see them. So this was who was uh, there. So our, our partners at the time, there was Gordon Tallis, Darren Lockyer, Andrew Johns, Stephen Silvani, Matthew Richardson, James Lloyd. Uh, sorry, sorry, James Heard, Matthew Lloyd, um, and the other two who were supposed to come um, was uh, Laurie Daly also because yeah. we're all Nike sponsors. Yeah. So our partners, the biggest names in Aussie football. Yeah. At the time. yeah, and the other two, the other two names who were supposed to be there was um, Shane Warne yeah. and Wayne Carey, but they were in America at the time right. doing whatever they were doing. Wow. So we watched it, but so it was so Nike. That. Nike got you all tickets to go to the stadium yeah. and watch it. Yeah, wow. so we're all yeah. in the group. So the big head honchos of Nike Australia yeah. and all that. We're sitting there and they're going, "What are you guys?" Once they're there, they wasn't you know you couldn't really get a box, but they were getting our drinks and all that and our food. And we'd had a really yeah. good day, you know. Yeah. The league boys were, let's just say, we were a bit more sort of. Um, because they were so well behaved, um, Lloydie and uh, Hurdy, yeah. they couldn't believe. Um, you know, even Matthew Richardson, we talk about it now, it was one of the great days. And there's uh, Corey McKernan too. Anyway, so as we're sitting there, um, mate, one of the Nike reps gets the phone call, goes, she's going to wear the suit. The decision yeah. was only just made just before the race. She didn't know whether she was going to wear the suit or not. Wow. And, they go, and so it was obviously big for Nike. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. So even to wear that suit and like, she knew that if I'm going to wear this suit, I've got to perform. Yeah. And for me, the emotion when she won, yeah. I was happy for it because I knew what that meant, but you should have seen the Nike reps. Do you know what this means for us? Yeah. I can hear them talking yeah. and stuff. And I, and I just said to my wife at the time, I said, I said, you know what's happened? Kathy's going to wear this suit. I thought she was always wearing the suit. No, she had a choice not to wear the suit. Yeah. That's what I mean. And then I look yeah. at that now and it makes me proud that that's that moment. And look at the yeah. relief, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. So we'll just go back a little bit. So um, we were in 1989. We moved through to 1993 and you that was your first year at the Broncos. You played a handful of games, but there's this awesome photo which you would have seen here. So this is the end of the 1993 grand final. Obviously Tina's yeah. down on the ground with you guys. you got the JJ Gill and Shield in the old Winfield Cup. There's you in the background. So were you like 19 or 20 yeah, here? I just turned 19, so I was 18. I was 18 when I got a start uh, earlier that year. Um, I don't know if 18 or 19, yeah. But I was 19 that year, so I just finished school in 93. Yeah. Um, wow, so you're literally out of high school. Yeah, I'm literally out of high school, first year wow. high school. So I was actually in the 21s uh, that year. I, actually, I wasn't even signed. So yeah. myself and Anthony Seabole were at the Broncos. Seabole was – so that year I was uh, I was right centre and ca- uh, vice captain of Queensland. Uh, Seabole was back rower. And was he under was under 21s captain. or something, It was, was under, under 18s. Right. And we played against a guy called Andrew Johns. Yeah. So it was Andrew Johns, Duncan McRae. I went to school with Duncan McGray. Yeah, well, Dunk, he was yeah. a gun, you know. He was a, at, he was yeah. a freak at, at, at Owen Sydney Boys High. Yeah. And he would play for South and also Sydney Boys High and he was like the best player in yes. the GPS comp, made Australian schoolboys, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, Incredible was, player. Yeah, there was him and there was like Dunk, uh, there was um, Damien Chapman, all these yeah. young guys. They were all, they were all they were yeah. the best of the best. Yeah. So they actually – so we yeah. So that was that year and I played the first two games. I don't know if you remember, but Steve Ronoff got his jaw broken. Um, he went back home to, to Mergen or whatever. Yeah. Um, and one of his cousins got jealous and, and broke his jaw. So I'd played a handful of games. Wayne Bennett gives me a call and he goes, mate, he goes, you want to play against Manly? And I said, what do you mean? And I was playing on a guy called Jack Ellsgood yeah. who got 93 Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Anyway, Very so going through that, he said, mate, he goes, you're in for Steve Ronoff, but if he comes back, um, he, he'll, get, he'll get first crack at uh, the jersey again. So Steve Ronoff actually told me, uh, if you have a look at that, I was just I was number twenty one, so I went from being in the I think we beat uh, Manly mm. and then we beat Canberra. No, I, was, I was on Nolan Andruku. He, he bashed me in the dark school on him early, but then just for me, we beat the Bulldogs, um, and then that for me, um, that just I was just happy to be there. Like it's just one yeah. of those did things. You, did where, you play minutes in the game? No, no, no. I was, no. was twenty one. Like yeah. you're sitting there, but just the occasion of Tina Turner being there. I'm thinking I was at school last year. I was watching uh, the Broncos uh, beat the Dragons, you know, uh, 28-8 the year before. Mm. But I'm thinking, I was at school. I was at the principal's office the year before. (laughs) (laughs) And my, my, you know, my headmaster's saying, mate, what do you want to be in life? And I told him this is what I wanted to be. And I reckon that day made me realise, okay, like you're here. Because I only had a one-year deal. Wayne only offered me a one-year contract. Yeah. Because he said, he said, can you play? 
I said, I was that like you got five grand or something? Was it yeah, I got time? five grand. Yeah. Five grand. He said, I'm going to put you with a family. Yeah. And then he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm just going to play football. He goes, you're not going to play football. He goes, you're going to do something outside there because yeah. he goes, if you don't make it. And I said, I'll make it. And it's one of those things where when you say to someone like Wayne Bennett, he just thinks, mate, you're fucking on yourself or you're yeah. on yourself, mate. And uh, I don't know. It, Wayne was really good. I, I don't reckon I would have made it if I didn't have someone like Wayne Bennett because yeah. he didn't cater to my ego, but he, he pushed the right buttons. We, still, we, we talk every couple of weeks now. Yeah. yeah. And he's still doing what he was doing. It's 30 years since that. Yeah. And he's still probably more important in lots of young men's life. You know, oh. I'm sure young women as well, but generally young men because he, you know, he coaches them and stuff. But he's, he's the, a huge mentor of men, isn't he? Young men. And, and you hear it a lot, but he says his job is not to make people win football games. His job is to turn them into better, better men and better people. And then if you can win football games as well. That's, well, you're uh, right. But I think I'm not sure if everyone knows... The best thing about Wayne is when he interacts with you and, and if he trusts you, he opens up. That's why he takes a lot more calls. And I know Gus Wall and all the boys that have got you for life and all that, and, um, and, and it's great what they all do. But Wayne Bennett's been doing that since day dot. You know, yeah. I think when he lost Peter Jackson uh, at a young age, he, he worries about his players because he knows the highs and lows of football. Yeah. I've been there. You know, I've talked about my struggles with mental health. Um, I was adopted, obviously, as a young kid, uh, as a two-day-old. But for me, football can sometimes mask a lot of problems. And I reckon, like, that's so gladiatorial, but I think it's the vulnerability and the innocence of just being able to talk to your mates. And obviously we mm. lost Paul Green last year, and I've got to tell you, I was sad for a long time because, uh, mate, Green is the last person that went through that I would have thought, you know, would go through that. But the thing about Wayne, we have honest conversations, and you like this, after 2000 grand final, um, remember a place called City Rowers? Up in Brisbane? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone used to go see Rails. It yeah. was like, we were like the kings there. Like, <laughs> even the teams like Penrith and Manly, they go, mate, they used to love it. If it's a Friday night game or a Saturday night game, they'd like it because they could stay and then go out. Because, you yeah. know, they, they all love their sport up there in Brisbane, as you know, but even their rugby league. Anyway, so it was day two or day three after we beat the Roosters in the grand final. And uh, it was about 11 in the morning. And, you know, this will shock you, but I was on the Vodka Red Bulls and I had my shirt off. And Wayne goes, I said, Wayne, Mate, you must get uh, an ego from all these blokes that you've coached and there's music going and Lockie's on the dance floor and that and we you know the boys. Are he was there with the boys? Yeah, he was yeah, there with all yeah, of us. He doesn't yeah. mind. He's always there. Yeah. And uh, he, he loves that occasion. Uh, and he, he looks at me and he goes, and he goes, Del, he goes, what my job is as a mentor uh, and a coach is what sort of men you become when you finish playing football. Mm. And at the time, I, I remembered it like, you know, I remembered it like that and I was going, Okay. And then I sort of still went on, yeah, many high fives, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm looking around, all the boys are there and we're loving the occasion because we, we were always pretty tight. We were, we we're a big family, the Broncos. And then, you know, and then when I went to rugby and then when I went through my tough time a couple of years out and I came back, it just, what he said resonated with me yeah. because you come through it and um, you, you own your mistakes. And that's why I love him. Like, I don't know if you know this, but his dad was an alcoholic. Right. His dad was, um, his dad was a punter. Um, and he's, uh, yeah, then he, so he told us, he opens up to you and tells you a few things about his life because you think he's perfect. Yeah. And he goes, mate, he goes, I'm not yeah. perfect. He goes, let me tell you, he goes, yeah. I've got my, you know, I've got my flaws as well. Yeah. And that's we why, then you trust him. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you trust him and then you, 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 you don't bullshit to him. You know? So when, when he said he's trying to make you into a better person, does that have more relevance to you now when you're so, so much older and so much more experienced? Yeah. Yeah, of course. But also when you have kids and then you're making the same if you keep making the same mistakes, you know, you may, you, you may, you're, you're doing, well, you haven't learned anything yet, you know. I know, mm. like, last year I did it a bit tough, you know, I was going through a bit of stuff and my young bloke had gone through some stuff and I was carrying that burden, I thought I could carry it. Mm. But, mate, I, I came close to virtually, like, I had some really good mates around me and that, like, just going, mate, you, you can't do it all on your own. Yeah. So when I started sharing that workload, then I became myself because people knew that I wasn't being myself and Wayne was one of those guys who helped me say, hey, mate, listen... This is what you need. You're going to do. You're going to need to talk to someone, mate. And then, because mate, don't forget, like last year, we lost Warney, mm. Andrew Simons, Paul Green. Horrible and I'm year. thinking, mate, I'm I'm, lo I'm losing so much. My son was going through court case at the time, um, and I thought I could handle it because yeah. I've been able to handle it my whole uh, my whole life. Grab the football and just play football, or, or just go out there and, and take that. But so this is the, was that the last year, the first time in your life that you got the point where you had to acknowledge you couldn't handle it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was. It was. I. Uh, there was some, yeah. There was some days where I'd go to Triple M, and uh, I just didn't want to be there. I just yeah. like, and then I thought if, if I get there on time, I could just leave early. And then sometimes, and mate, for me not to want to call footy games and that, like yeah. I just, you know, didn't want to. And then I said, oh, mate, look, do you want you want to have that offer? I said, yep, yeah, thanks. That's not me. Like I love footy, mm. but I love what comes with it. Mm. But I just because my life outside that wasn't great, people could see that, and um, yeah, it, you know, it spiraled for a little while. But um, just. 
Yeah, just but yeah, yeah, but it just you just went and got help, and then I spoke mm. to someone and yeah, like actual professional help, like you yeah, went, yeah, yeah, professional help. So yeah, you know, which it helps a lot. Like, it yeah. does, it does. But like yeah. because we're so used to being in a, in a team and a football team, and you know, you usually bounce off people. But also, you know, I'm 48 now, and I just thought, think, you know, you think at 48 you got things under control, but you know, mm. um, that wasn't the case. But yeah, yeah. So let's roll back. So 1993, you just sort of thereabouts in the Bronco side, but then things accelerate really fucking quickly. Yeah. So by the end of 1994, you head off on the kangaroo tour. And just to put us in the mood, have you got that kangaroo footage? This is the so this first is the test at the old Wembley Stadium. Yeah. And this is you walking out. So the team, the lineup in this first test was incredible. Like the, the yeah. talent on this tour was remarkable. And you're what, 20 years old? I'm 20 years old, yeah. Yeah, right. so here we're going to, there's Brett Mullins, yeah. ET, Renouf. There's wow. you, the big Dell, looking good. Yeah. Alfie. The, mate, Ian Roberts, what a legend. Oh, what a legend. Love, wow. Um, Bradley, Bradley Clyde. Clyde mate, Freddie. He was one of my favourites. Yeah, a great player, wasn't he? Look at Mel. So good. The goat Sean, of all goats, Sean Mel. Edwards. Yeah. He's a rugby coach now, isn't he? Like, yeah. Yeah. He's in the Great Britain setup. Oh, um, look at Mel, mate. Jeez. Oh, mate. That brings back memories. I, I've never seen this footage. Yeah. It's all on YouTube. Yeah, okay. Um, well, You should sit down and watch it all. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it was pretty incredible that you um, – I think Sean Edwards, he had hired, he had hired Bradley yeah, Clyde. Yeah. They beat us with 12 men that day. Yeah, yeah. And then I got dropped. Yeah, and then they, the Aussies bounced back to win the next two tests. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you played it quite a lot. There was so many, it, was, it was the last Kangaroo Tour, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It, it was. It yeah. was. Wembley Stadium, like um, – mate, goosebumps, yeah. yeah. Like it was – and you know what? Because um, Rod Wishart – uh, he was on that tour. Uh, Mick Hancock was on that tour, and I got to start because Rod Rod was underdone a little bit too. And I think uh, Mick Hancock, I, I think that year I was playing some good football, and I think I started off really well uh, mm. against Cumbria and all that. Yep. <laughs> there was a team called Cumbria. I scored two tries, <laughs> like I was on fire that day. And then Bob Fulton was a fan of mine, so Bob Fulton was the one who sort of just went, "Mate, this kid can play." So you know, yeah. Bob Fulton's like, if he likes yeah. you, like, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. did you? You sort of got picked from from nowhere. Yeah, for the, yeah, right? I, yeah. Well, that year. So you, uh, didn't, you didn't play Origin in '94, did you? No, no, I think no, I played, no. I think I played uh, about uh, 19, 19 games. Don't forget, Willie Khan and Mick Hancock were the wingers that year. Yeah. But uh, I think Willie had a few injuries, and Mick Hancock. So, so it was like three of us, and then and then Wayne and Worker sort of ran together. So he, he might play Willie in the centres, or he might play Mick Hancock in the centres. But invariably, I, I, I was picked on the wing, or sometimes mm. he'd. I think start of that year, or I played uh, played wing and I played a bit of fullback as well because I played fullback as a as a, as a junior and senior. And uh, how long was that tour? It must have been like six or seven weeks or something. I think it was three months. Was it that long? Yeah, I think. Wow. It was, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think and so yeah, you're I, twenty. Yeah, like, so, so, yeah. must have been uh, yeah, plenty well, of partying I, and plenty of good times. Well, was, but I didn't drink. I, I wasn't a drinker. So. so you didn't you didn't drink at all? No. Wow. Yeah. No, that's what people that's, understand. I didn't drink till I was twenty one. Like, right. and, and, and to be honest, it was the pressure of being in this environment like Origin football and all that. Yeah. Like and. The Broncos were a you know we were a drinking sort of culture like sort of yeah. uh, not drinking but Powers were our sponsor then Forex and then around Queensland so no I, I didn't drink but so I used to like to I used to like to dance used to like to go out I used to like I used to like the nightlife and you know mm. I was a young bloke I used to you know obviously I'm very social I used to like the girls back in the day you know I was a bit of a ladies man um, which people understand yeah, um, yeah but I, I just like people and. Uh, and that's why I got along with all those guys too because I was quite different. They're not, they weren't used to it. was me and Steve Menzies. We were the young blokes of that tour. So yeah. the Beaver, you know, he was like, I think he was, uh, he, he was 20, he was 21, I was 20. So we were the, yeah. we'd sit there going, mate. So him and I would buy those um, Kodak sort of cameras and that. Yeah, like, yeah, the disposable we'd, we'd, ask, we'd ask for pictures with like Mal and that. So we were like. Wow, we were like, so we're, you, were, you were getting selfies with them. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, it wasn't selfies with like fanboys. It was like, you know, there yeah. was there's pictures. Like, Clyde, can I get a picture with you, mate? And Freddie. And Freddie was great. Did like, you get to know Mal on this tour? 100%. Yeah. But did Mal, he, it was Mal. Did he have a, like some private, you know, did you did he sort of take you on his wing and have some private chats with you just to not sort of. Not really. Mal had some aura about him. Bozo, I had, it was just in that team, it was just different structures and different guys. My Broncos guys were, used to pull me aside, like Steve ran off and that, have a chat with me. He goes, mate, you're going well, mate, just do this. Mm. Or Al, Alfred give me a. Kevin Walters on that tour. That's what I mean. Mm. I had all those. But even the blokes from other clubs, ET was really good with me on that. We had ET in that team. And then, mm, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's the most incredible team. Yeah. Like, yeah. Amazing, amazing talent. And just quickly, the yeah. 93 Broncos, is there any talk of you guys having like a 30-year reunion? Have you heard? Yeah, I think they just had it. I think I think they had it. They had, they had it this it, year. Right. They had it this year. They, yeah, they combined it with another one. Like, And right. I just, yeah. You didn't um, make it. No, I didn't make it. But look, I think for me, 
I'm, look, I know it's special, but I, I know a few of the boys went, but I, I don't think all the boys went. It's funny because we just come out of COVID. And look, mm. I, I think they could have done it better. They, they put mm. the 93 team together and uh, I think the 98 team. So, right. So, yeah, but okay. I just I think it's a bit yeah. lazy. I yeah. thought, you know, those should be the one team and then celebrate. I think between both, I think I just found out, I think only only 10, 10 players turned up to, right. out of both of those teams. Mm. Disappointing, yeah. Yeah. So you come back from the Kangaroo Tour and 1995 comes along. Two interesting things I want to talk about in 1995. The first is Super League. Yeah. So what? how did Super League treat you? So when I was I was in year 11 at school and in the headlines, it's like Freddie Fittler gets paid $1.5 million sign-on bonus to go to the ARL. Yeah. You know, the money was crazy and it's just money flying everywhere. Obviously, Packer and Murdoch going head-to-head. Did you – were you the benefit of any of that? Did you get any, like, crazy money thrown your way? Or? Yeah, I did, I did. I, did. Yeah. I, I was very lucky. I, I went from being on uh, 70 grand or 75 grand to 300 grand. Yeah. You know, because it was part of my contract where uh, my manager made a deal with John Rebo. If mm-hmm. Super League comes in, Dell will automatically go to this much. So I got a three-year deal, three hundred thousand dollars, and a hundred thousand up front. Yeah, I was pretty happy. I was happy yeah. as Larry. But then on the flip side, when I met the ARL, they wanted to meet me still. Yeah, they offered me. 500, 550, and 600. Wow. And they said, if you give us your bank account, we'll put half a million dollars in your bank account next week. That was at the airport. I think I was with Packer, and I think uh, um, Bob Fulton was there, and Packer actually Did said, you actually yeah. meet? You sat down with Kerry yes. Packer? No, 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 James Packer. James Packer, yeah. yeah. James was doing all the stuff. And yeah. I think it was Gus Gould as well. He was doing some of the stuff too. But I had um, – because he just said to me, he goes, mate, Bob Fulton's a massive fan of yours. Yeah. And he reckons you could be in Australia Australian for the next 10 years. And I said, look, I've signed Super League. Broncos give me an opportunity. Um, I've taken the check. And he said, mate – Mate, we're happy to pay your legal fees. And then he goes, we've just signed Jason Smith, um, Dean Pay, And so, yeah, because, yeah. It was and would you even, like, if you, you know, obviously you signed a contract, so you honour it. But if you hadn't signed the contract, would you have gone to the ARL, do you think? No. No, no, no I don't think so. I, I think, Money I think, matter, yeah. I think for me, I'm, I'm big on loyalty. The Broncos were so good. I know I went to mm-hmm. rugby, but I just think around that time, we all promised to stick together. Mm-hmm. And I just think the club, but like, mate, don't get me wrong. I knew if I did go ARL, I would have I would have been a Manly. They said you can play for Manly because it was Manly or the Roosters or whatever. Mm. You could pick your club because you know I was like one of the new young stars in the game. You know I was starting to do a few ads and you know and and I wasn't a shrinking violet. Yeah. So rugby league was good for me. It came at a good time. It was that Super League stuff, and I was yeah. like I was all in. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're allowed to be flashy. You're allowed to be Larry. Like that's why I don't hold. I love when the players are flashy and Larry mm. now because we get to. Um, What's the word I want to use? We get too... Conservative? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Willie Mason and myself, we used to be out there, say things and mm. that, but, like, you know, people, like, yeah, they they, they, they try mm. and, you know, with the players, and, like, last year when I said, oh, the Penrith players are too Larry, and then I'm thinking, mate, back in our day, if they had cameras when, like, there was, like, the Panthers boys and, like, you know, the Roosters and, you know, the Broncos, and I just said, mate, I, I'm all for the Panthers boys. Who yeah. cares if they rock up and they wear their sunglasses and they got the, you know, the ghetto music, get, you know, get well, they, they walk... They walk the walk and talk the talk yeah. too, so don't yeah. they? Um, so another thing in 1995 is um, Lomu came onto the scene. Yeah, so, yeah. and um, let's let's play that, Trill. Yeah. So here he is. So this is the 1995 World Cup, and my first question on Lomu yeah. is: Is he the most athletically gifted footballer you've ever played against? Yeah, I think. Yeah, sorry, mate. I, I think. Yeah. Look for me. Like when watching I watch, here. Yeah. When I watch Jonah Lomu and I see the things that he uh, did and the way that he played, he changed the game. Like, uh, I remember meeting him at a Ray-Ban function uh, down at um, Darling Harbour. He was obviously doing stuff for Ray-Ban. And I was, you know, I came across, uh, I was on some stuff for league and I just couldn't believe how big he was. Like, oh, uh-huh. for, so he's much bigger than you? Yeah, mate, yeah. way bigger than me, mate. He made me look small, mate. Yeah. But just also... The skill set to move like that, his agility, just, yeah. uh, mate, he could kick, uh, he's, he was so strong. Uh, and to talk to, he was such, he's a typical uh, Polynesian Islander in the sense where he was such a nice soul. I go, Johnny goes, yeah. he goes, hey, Del, how you going, bro? <laughs> like, you know, he goes, what's been happening? You and know, he like, was the reason that I wanted to play rugby. Like, yeah, okay, that's why I wanted to play. I yeah. thought, did that, did this light the fire inside for rugby? Yeah. Did, well, did, did the 95 World Cup, seeing what happened there, did that light the fire well, inside for rugby? No, well, I always liked rugby union because of the All Blacks. You know, I, I know that, you know, we had the Allos and we had, um, you know, Tim Horan and uh, Campese and those guys and they were, they were great and the flashy jerseys, they were great. But 
when I watched the All Blacks through the nineties, you know, the Frank Aura. Bunce, yeah. yeah, 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 Josh Cronfelt, um, you know, um, all, all these guys, Fitzpatrick, uh, yeah, you know, Freaks, yeah, Jeff Freaks. Wilson, uh, John yeah. Kerwin, all these guys, um, Walter Little, when I, you know, Zinzan Brook, Zinzan Brook was the king of all of them, Michael yeah. Jones, Michael yeah. Jones, mate. I was over in Hong Kong, you know, Hong Kong's a great place. I was over at the Sevens uh, not long ago with uh, Stephen Halls and all that, Nana Fryer, and uh, we were in one of the corporate boxes for Classic Wallabies. And anyway, I'm walking and I'm going, that's Michael Jones, Michael Jones yeah. coming towards me. Anyway, and I just go, oh, hey, Michael, hey, Wendell, how are you going, mate? And I said, he goes, Michael Jones, I know who you are, mate. You're like <laughs> one of my idols, like, you know. Remember he wouldn't play on Sundays because he's yeah, religion? Yeah, yeah. Would, so, they, yeah. Doesn't matter how big a test yeah. match it was on a Sunday, and they, it feels like they started scheduling all the tests on Saturday so he would play. Hundred yeah. percent. And that's I look at the All Blacks, and and they were awesome as much. I love Australia, but I just thought I thought, and I know we you know we played New Zealand in rugby league, but it wasn't the same. Like there was an aura about the All Blacks. You know, you look at the Chicago Bulls, yeah. you know, the LA Lakers through their time, the Australian cricket team, and all that. The West Indies, you know, um, you know, and they're teams that people talk about like that. Mm. You know, they are like. They are iconic and they are, they are legendary teams, you know. Um, and you look at that team and you look at that squad and you look at Jonah and I just thought, you know, Jonah's a, he's the king of the wing. Like, he's yeah. the best of the best. And it wasn't so much, I want to be better than Jonah, but you want to test yourself against the best. That's what, well, that's what we're here for. Mm. And um, I didn't get to play against him, unfortunately. I played, I played a game against him, yes. Palmerston North, and I'll tell you a good story. Um, and I thought I was going to mark him, and, but Ben Toon was the best wing in Australian rugby at the time. And um, we played at Palmerston North in 2002. Is this Wallabies or Super Rugby? No, super Rugby. Yeah, so for the Reds, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They beat us 16-12 at Palmerston North. But I, I'm, Ben Toon says to me, he goes, mate, he goes, I'm Mark and Jonah. And, I, mate, I said, yeah, no problems. Because, mate, like, when I went to rugby, I had to be a rookie again because yeah. I had to start again. I, know I couldn't walk in the game, man. I'm, but I, I get that. Ben Toon earned that right. Anyway, so as we're, as we're lining up to go out Palmerston North, I'm looking right. There's Tana Umunga. Christian Cullen, well, they had a pretty good side yeah. with Hurricanes. Yeah. There's that Paul Tito, you know that Paul Tito, yeah. he's a bit loose. Anyway, and then and then and then I'm, I'm lined up, and then I, you know, I've really never seen Jonah sort of in his football stuff. And I'm looking, and then I just sort of turned right, and I thought it must be one of the front rowers. And I'm looking, I'm looking down, I'm looking up, and mate, and I just kept looking up, and I, I said to myself, mate, how big is Jonah, <laughs> mate? Like. He was a man mountain, mate. Yeah. Just he's like his legs. And I remember uh, Elton Flatley kept he kept coming back on uh, a cross play um, through the ten, ten, you know, through that ten um, sort of um, area. And uh, mate, he, he terrorised us that night. They beat us sixteen twelve. It was a good game, yeah. but that was the only time I really got to play Jonah because then he got sick. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was one of those things where it, it was sad because, uh, mate, I, I love the fact that I was in the field with you know when you talk about you know icons, you know, you got Jordan, you know, Kobe. Mate, Jonah, yeah. it's Jonah, not Jonah Lomu, which yeah. is Jonah. Everyone knows Jonah. Yeah, yeah Even people right. in America. Yeah, he transcended sport. Yeah. He was rugby's first, maybe yeah. an only real superstar. You know, megastar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, mate, you said it, megastar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about Fedra, you know, it's Fed, you know. Yeah. Djokovic, yeah. Yeah, and it's so sad. That mate, it was great. Him. But it, that, part of that story is too, is, and anyway, so in 2011 and 12, so he's come back from his dialysis and all that, and he's going all right, and I think, you uh, um, I, I did the fight for life. I, I, I fought uh, Liam Messam. Mm-hmm. So I was 37. If I had my time again, um, I didn't mind fighting him. But the worst thing I did, I, I trained pretty well through that because my dad was a boxer and I, I still have boxing. And the week before, um, I, went to, um, I went to the Melbourne Cup in the birdcage. Let's just say I didn't do a lot of training down in uh, the Melbourne Cup in the birdcage <laughs> area. Um, I was supposed to spar on that too, but I didn't spar. Right. And then when I, but but Jonah, Jonah wanted to fight me. That Jonah said it makes sense because it was like yeah. him and me. And but then um, so Liam Messam was he, he got called in like two or three weeks before. But so it months, was going to be you versus Jonah. It was going to be me versus Jonah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then what happened? He got sick and had to pull then out. he had that dialysis. Yeah. Right. Kidney and, then yeah. and then I actually said, I go look. I said then long ago, I'm happy to fight him, but mate, if the bloke dies in the ring. Or something, because I'm not saying that. Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. saying it's like Drago and that, but mate. Right. Yeah. And then, then he had to pull out because he wasn't. Mate, yeah. he was, you know, dialysis. But he, yeah. he didn't need to fight. Like he, he wanted to do it because you know it's we all. And that's what, like I think I was at the time I was 36, 37, um, and I did it because I always wanted to box and I trained a little bit. But I just thought, you know, I just you want to have a crack. You know, you see some of the boys do it. That's why the reason yeah. why they do it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad he didn't he didn't box because I think he, he died not long after that. You know, yeah. that was that was terrible. And did Liam Messon beat you? Yeah, yeah. Liam, yeah. Liam Messon beat me on points. Don't worry, I think he's 26, 27. He was captain of the sevens team. Mm, no, he's a, real, he's a specimen. He's oh, a real mate, he's unbelievable. Well, he's, yeah. he was training with Sonny Bill. Yeah. And then, I'm, see me, I don't, I'm a bit, because I'm, I'm a big, 
as a winger goes, like we don't think a lot. We just we love the contact. We love you know. We don't. That's why I loved it. And I, I didn't care. I said. I said. They said. Oh, we want you to fight Liam Messon. So I don't care what I fight. Yeah. And then, but when I when I did the fight, when I got there, and I just thought, mate, to myself, I, th- I wish I would have given the respect it deserved because I probably need to spar more. Yeah. But you know, it's a compl- like doesn't matter how fit yeah. you are. Like the fitness is so different, yeah. isn't it? To like. You know, you see some of the fittest players in league get in the ring, and after two or three rounds, they can't breathe. No, no, I agree. Yeah, it's it's a different mindset, but also the sparring and that, yeah, it's good. But but mm. mate, it was good. He got me on points. He just got me on points. But I remember in round two, he hit me two or three times, and I thought to myself, I'm in trouble here. I'm in mm. trouble here because, mate, he just got me flush, and you you're shaking it off, and you're trying to yeah. But I, I respect it. I've been like I've trained, but I just that was the one thing and. I wanted to do was like, and I've been offered a few fights since then, but I think that you just need to do it. Um, and it was, it was good. Have the gloves hung up? Would you anything get you back? In oh, room? no, I'm 49 this year. I don't need to, but um, <laughs> there's a podcast, uh, just recent rugby podcast, and um, uh, there's a couple of, there was uh, Will Greenwood, you, you should see it. Will Greenwood. Was he chirping at you? Yeah, it was Will Greenwood, uh, uh, Sean O'Brien, I think. Uh, he's a flanker that uh, yeah. I think he's a Southpaw. And um, and uh, Alex, good. It's a good podcast, actually, a rugby podcast. And they talked about when um, they were talking about fighting, and then uh, the boys were going, "Mate, who want to fight when?" Because Will Greenwood <laughs> was asked to fight me uh, a few years back, and uh, he, he goes, "Mate," he goes, "No," he goes, and he goes, "Who would want to fight him?" And that's a funny <laughs> thing. I had to have a laugh because at forty-eight, forty-nine, would I do it? I'd say probably not. But like, you know, you never know. Yeah, if the money's right. Oh, of course, mate. Um, World Cup year. Yeah. So. Finishing off the All Blacks, the Harker, they're known for the Harker. Yep. Probably the best Harker of all time was the 2011 World Cup final where they played France. Do you want to cue this up? I was there. Right, yeah. So let's watch this. And I'll just, I mean, yeah. you've faced many Harkers, but it's such a such a brilliant Harker. Piri Whippu, obviously, yeah. getting the boys going. Yeah, so this is obviously in Auckland. Yeah. Um, they hadn't won the World Cup in a long time. Yeah. And this is when the French come at them in that arrow. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, I thought the French played better than this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you've faced plenty of them. Yeah. And I I presume it it helps you guys, right? Like, fires you up and... Well, I'll tell you what it does. So I was in the crowd that night for that, but um, I was actually there with Patrick Delaney and some of the bosses with Sky. So Mm -hmm. I went over there as an ambassador uh, for Fox and it it was an electric feeling and... The whole nation was watching, right? Like, five million people in New Zealand... Yeah, but I reckon the, the whole of the nation was dead set, like literally five million people. They were, but even the pressure from the All Blacks, because we know they've tightened up in finals, you know, we saw it in 2003 when we beat them. Mm. But also, France have had a good record against the All Blacks. Yeah, so this, and, they, and, they, and they turn up. Yeah, Everyone do. turns up in the World Cup, especially especially France. because this yeah. is what they, they love, the big yeah. occasion. They can yeah. be rocks and diamonds, like this year. Yeah. You know, them and Ireland, you know, they should be very confident. But Ireland don't usually turn up in a World Cup year, but France do. So for me, when I see that, it takes me back to when I was a kid when I used to watch the Harker. But then when I've seen it over the years, I watch it, I respect it, and then I, in my head I go, it's time to go to war. Yeah. That's yeah. that's like because I understand that's their tradition and that's like I think Willie Mason, like I know with his Willie, you know, Willie obviously saw a, a bloke he knew was Australian and, and no one knows the whole Willie story about that. But for me, I always I, – I, I lock in I – don't, I, I don't so much lock in with someone. Right, so you don't actually – no, yeah. but I, 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 I just scour all the boys mm. and, I, and I take that respect, I, t- I take that sort of passion and I try and absorb it and, mm. then, I, and then I just go, it's like this is, 
I just go, it's time to go to war. That's in my <laughs> head. There's a, there's a funny thing, like, in my head, there's a couple of little men, but that's like that's the way that I was built. Like, even Origin, same thing. Yeah. But I, I loved it. I, I loved it. And, but for me, I knew as a kid, I used to go, mum and dad, I used to go, my dad and I used to watch it, and I used to go, shh. So I used to sit down and watch the haka. So yeah. that was, you know, it's, yeah, it's, oh, mate, I get goosebumps from saying that too. Yeah. And even their national anthem, can I say, I love oh, that national the, anthem. The national anthem's unbelievable. Mate, the, right. And the one, the rendition at this particular game, yeah. they got some opera singing, it was just, yeah. 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 So what do you think is the best national anthem in the world? Oh, look, oh, mate, I love the Kiwi one. Yeah. Um, the American one's amazing. But American, like, American's yeah. good. Yeah, American yeah. one's good. They, Irish, you got a great one. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just think New Zealand, because we have a connection with New Zealand and, and also... I do a lot of stuff in New Zealand too, and I like they like they like us as Australians. You know, there's no hatred towards us. There's a competitive ANZAC spirit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just I, I feel that we're so close to the Kiwis, and uh, yeah, I, I just always enjoy them. Even Dan Carter, Dan Carter came over here. I think uh, last month, I think or two months ago. Yeah, he was doing some kicking yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and I saw he spoke at like a rugby league players association. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think I think uh, he was with Drew Mitchell on that, and then. Um, and then I said, oh, mate, you and Oz, because, mate, we're, we're all sort of mates. And I know, I, 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 actually, I'll tell you a good story. Uh, did Dan Carter play? Dan... No, so that was the most amazing thing. They kept All their five outs kept going down. That's right. So remember, Dan Carter took a kick in practice and he did his groin. Oh, yes. And then it was that the Aaron Gruden. Yes. Gruden. Yeah, Gruden, yeah. He, he came up, then he went down. Yeah. And then that... Um, Stephen Donald, I think his yeah, name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was yabby yeah. fishing or yeah, something yeah. and they all... And they called yeah, him like they called him and said, "Mate, you got to get up here today." And yeah. he and, and he ended up winning the World Cup for the All Blacks. Well, I tell you how I tell you how um, you know how humble these guys are. And I can see there's such a great culture. So yeah, so I mean, that's why Dan Carter missed this World Cup. Mm. But then I think they won the next one. And I remember, yeah. I remember messaging him and uh, obviously you know congratulating because you know because even when we played the Crusaders back in the day, he came off the bench. Andrew Merton was the gun number ten, yeah. so he was like a young fella and coming in. And we've always had a really good. Anyway, I messaged him uh, on uh, uh, Instagram. Um, after that World Cup when he won, I was so happy for you. So it was like 12 hours and then he said, oh, sorry to get back to your deal, but thanks very much, mate, really appreciate it. Like, yeah. mate, you just won the World Cup, mate, I'm just happy for you because <laughs> I just think if anyone deserved to win a World Cup, yeah. it was it was Dan yeah. Carter. Yeah. The way that he carries himself, he's, he's, he's such a good kid. Mm. He, he's wholesome. Mm. Yeah. And what about Richie McCaw, maybe, oh. maybe the greatest player? Oh. Of, we, I, I've got family in New Zealand and they're all rugby aficionados and I ask them and I respect their opinion who's yeah. the greatest All Black of all time. And especially I've got an uncle there who's about 93 or something, mm. seen a lot of All Blacks and he he wouldn't be biased, but he says that Richie's the greatest All Black of all time. Did you – you would have played against him a little oh, yeah. bit? He was like yeah. just starting out. Yeah, mate, yeah. I, I played against him. Like, yeah, I played against him. He, mate, he was great to play against, mate. You know, I know the boys um, – mate, I love I loved the way that he played because he was your typical sort of um, – Country New Zealand boy, like sort of, I don't know, mm. you know, he seemed like a, I'm not sure if he was a farm boy or whatever, but like just, I think, and then he's also got a pilot's license, yeah. and he flies planes and that. And he's sort of, he's really receded out of public life to a degree now, yeah. like he well, doesn't well, like well, the his wife, uh, his wife Gemma, her name was Gemma, she was, uh, I think she played in um, the New Zealand hockey, hockey team. team. yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah. I've met her and I've done a charity thing with her, but Richie was so nice, mate, you know, like, you have a beer, how you going, mate, like he's, he's just always measured, like, um, oh, I, I respect probably him. And Brian O'Driscoll and George Smith, they're the three that I respect the most in my opinion. They're they're my top three. And we talked about the relief on Cathy Freeman's face Mm. when she won in Sydney. Same thing with Richie McCaw at the end of this game. You just look at him and you could like he literally had the weight of the nation on his shoulders. And he just looks at her and he's like, it's finally over. And they only they win by one point. Yeah, no, I know that. They were expected, they were short favourites. They expected to dominate France. They didn't. France really, really tested them. And as you said earlier, you thought France were the better team. 100%. But you look at Richie McCaw's face and it's just it's not it's just relief. Yeah. And he also said, he said, He's never had to. They asked him. He said, "I'm absolutely buggered. I've never dug so deep physically that yeah. I did in that game." Can you imagine how hard he would have gone? Because he's, you know, no one goes harder than he does. Oh, if, no, he, I agree. if he dug harder than he's ever had to, wow, how hard would he yeah. have gone? And his feet were bung too. Like he couldn't, he couldn't walk and shit. <laughs> you remember that? Like he, his feet were broken and stuff. Yeah. But he just kept playing. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. Just, he's a different. Like, I think he runs those uh, ultra marathon yeah. things and does those, yeah, like tough mutter and that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. mate, mate yeah. good man. Yeah, good man. Good family. Uh, yeah. Too, yeah. Yeah, but he, he's 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 I think he's one of the greatest that, that we've ever seen. But even the way he carried himself, you know, even like I know us Aussies, you know, carry on saying, "I oh, mate, he never came through the gate." But let me tell you, to play that role that they do, like mm. George Smith, him, Phil War, all these guys, mate, like good luck to him, mate. Uh, yeah, that's that's a different level of uh, uh, sports person there. Mm. And so, 
the year 2000, mm. you're like just about the best player in the world in rugby league. Like the World Cup was that year. You got leading try score. You were player of the tournament mm. and stuff as well. But then you set the wheels in motion to go to Union, right? Like was it – you? In 2001, did you actually sign to go to Union and then started playing in 2002? Yeah, yeah. Well, so so what put it in place was Eddie Jones. So Eddie Jones had a meeting with me in 2000 mm-hmm. about about playing for the Brumbies. Not in 2000. Yeah, I think, I think he had a meeting with me and my manager at the time, 2000, saying, mate, uh, we met at the Hilton, um, the Hilton in Brisbane, mm-hmm. and uh, my manager at the time just said, look, he goes, mate um, – wasn't actually Australian rugby. It's actually Eddie Jones because he was at the Brumbies. He, uh, he goes, mate, we'd think you'd be a, a, a sensation in rugby union. And and the way that Eddie spoke to me, like, because Eddie wasn't the Wallaby coach at that point in time, but I think Eddie knew things were coming and he was getting an opportunity to coach. I'm not sure if he was Because it was building towards the 2003 World Cup, which was in Australia, wasn't it? That's right, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. So they're starting yeah. to think ahead going, yeah. yeah. So, and then don't forget, the Wallabies just won the 99 World Cup. Yeah. So I started thinking, you know what? Imagine, and then obviously around Kathy's time too, uh, like around that all that time, I'm just thinking, imagine like in my head, I'm like any sports person where you're thinking outside and thinking, how good it be to win a World Cup in your, you know. So but when I sat, sat with Eddie, just the way that he spoke about the way that he wanted to play rugby, mm. and he goes, you on the end of the Brumbies back one, because I actually wanted to go to the Brumbies. Because mm. um, they were the guns at the time. Well, they had Andrew Walker, they had Steve Larkham, Larkham yeah. they had George Smith, but even the way they played, you know, they had the Gregan too. Yeah, George yeah. Smith, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, Jeremy Paul, Bill Young, all these guys, you know. And uh, Joe Roth, they had a gun slide. I think Roffy was heading overseas or something. So Eddie said, look, there'd be an opportunity for you to play on the wing there. We think, you know, you could do this and then obviously play for the Wallabies. Um, and he said, I think on the world stage playing against South Africa – you know, against France, these are, so that's how he started mm. selling it to me. You know, you guys, mm. have you ever thought about playing the All Blacks? And I said, well, Eddie. So, so Eddie's a bit like Wayne Bennett. He tapped into what he could see got me excited, and that's exactly what he's doing now. Like, look at what he's doing with Australian rugby now. Yeah. They've never been on the front or back page more. Yeah, yeah. You know, not yeah. just because of him, obviously, but he adds that excitement. So I went away thinking, 2000 World Cup, mate. Mm. Like, if I just absolutely, because I knew. I was in the shop window for all for, for not just rugby league but rugby union. Mm. Now, wingers wingers aren't getting paid that much that much in rugby league. Mm. But I just thought if I could own that World Cup stage, mate, rugby union clubs, and then even the Broncos would offer me you know massive contracts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you played in the two thousand and three World Cup final. Yeah, huge game, hundred and ten thousand something. Would that is that one of the biggest games you played in, or the biggest game you've played in? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the atmosphere, oh, mate, this, yeah, I'm going back to it now. Because, mate, the week before we beat the All Blacks, and we were just going, hey, good, just, and then the build-up, a bit like this. And then it wasn't until probably we played the West because we knew that the All Blacks had our measure sort of yeah. then, you know, we had some good battles with them. And then when we beat the All Blacks and we beat them, we did, we, we, and we knew England, England only lost two games, I think, in two years, yeah. you know. They're winning home and away, the way and they played. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Wilk- kick, young Johnny kick, Wilkinson, yeah. He was kicking them. Martin uh, Johnson was captain, right? Martin Johnson, yeah. mate, tough as nails. Yeah. You know, they had Lawrence Delalio, they Gunside, you know, Simon Shaw and all these guys. And then I started thinking, you know, mate, we can win this now. Like, yeah. Not so that we didn't think we could win it, but George Gregan was such a good leader. Um, you know, and he set the standard for our, for our team, you know. I think he said to Byron Callagher, and then he goes, four more years, four more years. So that's the sort of stuff that Greeks has got in him. Yeah. You know? and, he, you know? <laughs> and, and Greeks backs it up too, mate. You know, no one trained harder. But I remember when England beat us in that World Cup, you know, just that occasion. But but you know what? Didn't help us. And there's no excuses. But it was like playing at Twickenham. It was English conditions. Because yeah. I think it rained all day. It was torrential. And then it stopped at different stages. But it was like playing in England. And for us, not so it didn't suit our style. was we could win on the wet. We knew. But... Um, it suited England and we just we just come up short. But just that crowd, the atmosphere, yeah. playing a World Cup final in your home and, you know, everyone everyone dreamt big, you know. We we, we knew we could win it. We knew yeah. we had a side to win it and we had the momentum. You went went real close. We yeah. came down to the drop. It was a Wilkinson drop goal, Yeah, right? Johnny, yeah, Johnny, yeah. bang. Yeah, he went the reverse foot. He went bang off the right. You know, I think he's left footer and he went yeah. bang off the right. And because I was, I was on the bench at the time because Roth come on, Joe yeah. Roth come on in those conditions because we needed to change something up then. And that's... You know, even like we went with three leagues at the back, and I just thought that at some stage, Roffy probably could have came on too. Just those wet mm-hmm. conditions, and because mate, myself, Matt Rogers, and uh, Lottie weren't big kickers. Lottie had a massive game, but um, yeah, but it was good. Jason Robinson played in that game. Jason mm. Robinson was a star too. Mm. But you know, it was, it was so close. Like it was like, but you know, the Australian crowd, the Australian public got behind us because we went all over uh, Australia. 
you know, we went, um, you know, we were Kakadu. We had our, like, sort of pre-season camp in the middle of the Kakadu. Mm -hmm. um, that was unbelievable, like, camp tents. And then, obviously, you know, the One Nations people there mm. was, um, so, you know, the First, First Nations, Nations people, people, yeah, yeah. so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. It was just, yeah. you know, and then we actually, then Eddie split us up and sometimes and we, we'd go fishing and that. And I'm thinking, mate, I don't want to go fishing, mate. There's crocodiles here, like, you know, <laughs> but, but, but it got us to go back to, to see, you know, to see who we're representing. Yeah. And then, I mean, we played in Adelaide and it was, we're all over Australia. It was great. Yeah, so, yeah, you really tried to mm. get that uh, parochial spirit into Yeah, it. of course. Mm. That's, that's what I'm saying. Eddie... It's a, a huge part of coaching is motivating people, yes. isn't it? Yeah. And Eddie does it better than most. Like, oh, mate, Eddie, Eddie and Wayne Bennett, they're the two best mentors I've had because they don't just get... Um, it's not just about uh, the, 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 the football and the sport. It's, it's the family behind it. It's also making sure everyone's different. We're all happy off the field, but also having a bit of fun, whether it's a bit of golf, a bit of fishing, whatever. Um, and and Eddie, Eddie, Eddie was good at having jokes, so was Wayne, you know? Mm. Um, Are you still in contact with Eddie these days? Oh, mate, I've rung him a couple of times and he's come on our uh, Triple M radio show and that. He's great. Yeah, Eddie's yeah. good. Mate, and even when I was out of the game, Eddie was great with me, mate. He, he saw, mate, the thing about Eddie Jones and Wayne Bennett is they care about the person. And they care about the family, yeah. so um, yeah, um, yeah, mate. They've both been a big part of my career um, and in my life, and still are. So talking about big games, Origin two days away, mm. Origin one. Um, I'd like to know your favourite Origin moment that you weren't involved in to start, and then after that, we'll find out your favourite Origin moment that you were involved in. So this, the first yeah. one is that you weren't involved in. I think for me. Origin is a special beast and there's so many fairy tales written in and around Oregon football, whether you're a rookie, whether you're, you're a, a, an elder statesman. Um, and I think for me, um, when Alan Langer came back from England, you know how us Queenslanders do it. We change the rules to suit ourselves, <laughs> mate. You know, we like the underdog tag. Um, but I think for me, I think when – I don't know if you know how it happened. So it was one all in 2001. It was my last series. And Wayne Bennett, like, um, a few of the halfbacks have gone down. I don't know whether it was Nathan Fien or someone. There's a couple of blokes who got injured. I think it uh, might have been, been Greeny as well. Greeny might have got injured too. Yeah. Anyway, Wayne said, he goes, um, there was myself, Shane Webke, Gordon Tallis. We were the senior players in Darren Lockyer. We were the senior players in the Queensland squad. And he goes, boys, he goes, um, mate, I've, I've got an idea. And he goes, I'm thinking about bringing Alan Langer back. And we were like, yeah, mate. Because we knew we, – Because he was over in England, right? He was over playing for Warrington. Yeah. And we're going, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, But it hadn't been done. But also, you, it's like you're disrespecting the players that are playing in our competition. But, mate, in Wayne we trust. But yeah. also in Alf we trust. Yeah. Can I tell you, when we knew it and, – and, and for me, it's hard to keep a secret. Like, I, it was one of those things where I was like, but you can't tell anyone. You can't the media know, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know – New South Wales could or NRL could try and um, veto, you know, yeah. just like, yeah. So I said, okay. And then, um, oh, man, I was just holding it in. Anyway, when he walked into camp, mate, can I tell you, just just the uplifting of uh, one person, you know. Um, it was unbelievable. I know, you know what Joey and Freddie have done for New South Wales over the years and that, but just Alan Langer, you know, it was, you know, we you know Arthur Beetson and JT and all these guys, but... Just having Alf walk in at that stage because Alf was Alf was our biggest star. You know, we had Gordy tell us we had Alan Langer. You know, there was Lottie and that, and obviously, you know, but Alan mm -hmm. Langer, like yeah. the return of the prince. You know, like you know, Alf. He's won so many Origins, and to have a look at his stature, he's still involved in the game now. You know, yeah. like well, he's, big yeah, time. he's running, always running the water for, he and is, obviously a bit of a coaching role as well. He's in the, the water coaching that, role, yeah. but also that that social aspect that he's a scallywag, and mm. you know, we all love him and. You know, I just, um, yeah, it was so. So for me, was what he did during that week. Our, our camp went to another level. Like mm. it, the confidence was back, and the way that he started that game, I, we just went bang bang early. Mm. And then I think there was a, there was a, there was some vision there. I always love it where he gets the ball, he steps, he goes right, he scores, and I'm picking him up yeah. like a little. And I, I love yeah. it because it's elf, mate. Yeah, like, you just lift him up. Like oh a yeah, I lift him. <laughs> I loved him, and I just knew we were in control, but. Just, I don't know, we just do what Queensland do. Like, we dig deep, but obviously we change the rules to suit ourselves sometimes. But <laughs> I just, I, I, we played it, we played at Mount Gravatt too. It was, wasn't even like Suncorp because it was getting redeveloped or, mm. you know, uh, Lane Park. So we actually played at the Broncos home ground, so it made it more 
sort of special because it was like we're so used to winning there, the Broncos, you know, especially over those years. We hardly lost at that Mount Gravatt, um, you know, uh, out of uh, the um, QE2 or whatever. So, yeah, that was awesome. And then, yeah, but that's 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 the folklore of, um, you know, State of Origin and, and, and Analanga. And so last year was kind of funny. Andrew Johns, Joey Johns got so fired up about Origin and the whole concept that New South Wales don't care as much yeah. as Queensland and whatnot. And it's it seems as though he gets really fucking emotionally involved in Origin even now. And are you a bit like that? Will you be like a bit fired up on Wednesday night yeah. wishing you could be out there again or have you just I, sort I of think, let it go a bit? No, no. Because I, 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 I called Triple M and that uh, I'm having a break this year. I'm not going to call it. I think, I think Wally's calling for Triple M this year. It's in Adelaide. Mm. So I'm going to do some stuff in and around the corporate stuff. But I just I want to sort of sit back after the last couple of years because I've been calling it. But I want to sit back and enjoy what goes in and around sort of the games and that. So yeah. Triple M are quite good. And they go, yeah, sweet, no problems because obviously yeah, awesome. you do the Russia show. So... Um, I can't wait just to watch it. Like, we watch it with some mates? Yeah. No, I think I'm just going to watch it by myself. I awesome. Think I, yeah, it's awesome. This. I just want to take it in. Oh, look, who knows? You get to it and you get excited and then yeah. you end up doing something with somebody. Um, but th- this one I'll, I'll probably just want to take a bit of time out, you know, because yeah. um, it's been big. But, um, yeah, I love Saturday Rides a different beast. I do get caught up in it. But, like, if New South Wales win and they're a better team, I'm one of those guys where if I think New South Wales is going to win, I'll tip New South Wales. Mm. Like, last year I just thought New South Wales – I thought that – I honestly didn't think – when Cameron Munster got ruled out, I just thought New South Wales would win game three. I said, mm. I, I said I want Queensland to win, but I'm not sitting on the fence, but I think New South Wales have got a you know, strong side. It's even like I think Luttrell. Luttrell's – Yeah. Luttrell's – I don't know if it's true, but Luttrell's – Yeah, I, I assume it is. It sounds like he's going to be out, yeah. which is a huge part. I mean, he's probably the best player out of the two sides, really. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably arguably the best player in the game at the moment. He's but, certainly better, in better form than some of the other better players. But then you got Turbo and you got Turbo and obviously, you know, Latrell. Like that one, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that, that one, when they're on that one-two punch is just and then very hard to control. I know Vel can play and then obviously the Hammer. But Hammer's not really tested in, in the centre position uh, at, at origin level. It's, it's a different it's a different beast, that, that, that decision-making there. Yeah. I know he's playing good football at fullback and even on the wing he plays all right, but... The hammer for me, that's big boy Billy, but I, I in Billy I trust. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just that and then obviously, you know, we leave Dan Gago out. But that's the theatre of origin and, and I don't care. I want Queensland to win. Um and uh, I remember uh, we did the game a couple of years ago in Adelaide and New South Wales were 10, 10 nil up at half time. And for some reason they come out and they just play totally different, like and then yeah. Cameron Munster turns the game for them. Yeah. And then we go bang, 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 and we win that game. But also on the back of um, Wayne Bennett's coaching because it was done through COVID. Yeah. Remember it was like three games over three weeks? Mm. See, even yeah. that, he was the right man for the job. And see yeah. how Cameron Munster played for him because, you know, that's the, 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 the essence and the secret of Wayne Bennett. Yeah. Um, so going back to you, so you went back to rugby league mm. um, and played, played well with the Dragons for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't the same player, but I, I knew what I could bring to the Dragons on the back of Nathan Brown getting me there. Mm. Yeah. And because they, they, you played 08, 09 for the Dragons and yeah. they won it in 10, didn't they? 2010. Yeah. yeah so you helped them sort of yeah, got well, them on their way. Yeah, well, we'll put some things in place here. I worked on it at the club, but I just, I had another year to go in 2010. But I just knew, and I think it's like when an athlete gets to the end of his career, like I'd come back after my two-year suspension and I just, for me, it was it was a nice way to finish for my parents and, and what I'd done in and around the game. As in, sorry, but like... I didn't want to end my career with a suspension knowing what mm. my mum and dad sacrificed for me to be here and and sort of obviously, you know, we've seen a, a little bit of what I've done over the years and I just think, you know, to have a couple of young kids and to have a wife and I just thought it was a nice way. And my mum hadn't been well in and around that time as well, sort of um, she had a uh, little bit of dementia and stuff like that. But, um, you know, um, she, she, yeah. and my, my dad had passed away in 2000. So for me it was just uh, 2001, it was just a way to say thanks to mum and dad mm. and to finish in the All-Stars mm. representing, you know, our people. And I just think it was a nice way to start. And that's what rugby league does mm. and sport does. It gives you second chances. And and I think I took it with both hands and I think Wayne Bennett said to me, he goes, the reason why rugby league gives you second chance because you've earned the right and, and mm. people people trust you. He goes, but if you stuff up again, they won't. Mm. So that always resonates with me and that's why I love being in and around the game. So I do the grassroots stuff, do the corporate stuff. Um, and when I do functions, obviously, and do these sort of things, if you speak, if you speak the truth and be mm. honest, no one's got anything against you, and mm. you know you live and learn. And um, wh- it was funny you like this. So in two thousand and nine, we got knocked out in straight sets. Remember Jared Hayne? He just he carved us up. He mm. he knocked us out. Parramatta. He scored that try on the left hand side. He went bang, beat about six players, and he scores. But the first hit up, I go at him and I just into him. I said, "Mate, I'm coming at you all day." He goes, "Bring it on, or bring it on, Dell." You know. <laughs> anyway, so when he scored that try, my head was down because you know, they beat us at Cogra. 
my head was down. And then I didn't want to engage him, you know, because I've, I've been pretty good at lip. And he goes, not bad, eh, Del? Uh, <laughs> and then I went, mate, it was a great try. And then we, we, got, we got beaten the next week by the Broncos. And at the end of that year, Wayne said, what are you thinking? And I said, oh, I said, I think I'll go around you know, one more year because I had a one-year contract. But this, this is the secret of Wayne Bennett. This is the power of Wayne Bennett. And he said, well, look, you can go around again, but you'll be starting in reserve grade. Yeah. And, he, cause my, and I knew too because Jason Nottingham was on the bench and I knew that I, that I just got through that year and to go another year, and I knew I didn't want to do another pre-season. And he actually just said to me, he goes, well, you'd be, you know, and I, I said, what's that mean? And I went away a bit, a bit angry going, mate, look, I've got another year to go and I'm back mm. and I'm, I brought something to the club. And I think even that year, um, I was in the Valley M Winger of the Years. So I think mm. I finished the top five. I was at the awards. And um, anyway, so he planted that seed. And then a week later, I go, mate, you know what? You're probably right. So things out in and around. I was at Fox and doing Channel 9 stuff and that there. And I knew Jason Nightingale. When he came off the bench, he was bringing something. So I yeah. knew too. So he's just sort of – mate, you, I could see the light. But I, and even if you don't want to retire, but you know it's the right time to retire. So uh, I retire, uh, play the All-Stars, and yeah. then they win a grand final. Mate, it was perfect. Yeah. But it was – I brought something let's, back. I'm gonna, let's watch the um, – bring up – this is the yeah. – here we go. The big deal. So you score. Yeah. And then you go for the corner post. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what happens there. So even when I, re I remember everything about that trod, but even that celebration there, Blake Ferguson patting me on the big butt. Fergo. Uh, Fergo, uh, he was funny, actually. Uh, look at Fergo. Look how young he looks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's, he's only young. Maybe he can play Fergo. Yeah. Well, so even that off-season... I had to stay semi-fit, like, because I, I knew that was... So a this is the start of 2010, is yeah. it? Yeah. And it's the first ever um, All Indigenous All-Stars game. Yeah. yeah. So Wayne sort of called me, he goes, mate, he goes, he goes I know you, we're, we're, we're talking about retirement, he goes, we might have a nice way that you can go out. I said, what do you mean? He goes, mate, they have an All-Stars game. Mm. He goes, mate, he goes, would you be interested in playing that? And uh, I said, yeah. I said, of course. And he said, look, I'll talk to Neil Henry. Um, but, but... The fans actually voted, and I think I was like third or fourth in the, in the voting. So, you know, so you got voted in by the fans. And I remember I, I was training, and then I got nervous too because I was on, I think I was on Manu Vatavai at the time. Yeah, big boy. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. but he was Bjarne, and then I think one of the Morris boys ended up being on me. But I just knew that, and then obviously Thurston and that was in camp, and that I, I wanted to play with Thurston for a long time. And it was it was quite funny because Kevin Rudd sort of walked in the dressing sheds. And even in around it, when, when we played, Kevin Rudd walks up to me and he goes, oh, how's the big Dell? And then like, he does the brother handshake. And I said, yeah, going all right. And I looked over at Thursday. And um, and it was funny that you know, K Rudd, you know, did that. And then, anyway, so Thursday walks out to me and he goes, he goes, hey, he goes, hey, wait, I've got an idea. He goes, he goes, if you score, he goes, why don't you grab the um, corner post and play it like a ditch? And you know me, I, I, I'll do just about anything on the field. I, yeah. I love entertaining. I love just being different. Anyway, so I said, I'll have a think about it. A minute later, I looked over and I went, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And I knew I hadn't scored for eight games. My last eight games, I, I, mate, I was on a, I was on a drought anyway. So, so that game we're running out there, and you could feel the atmosphere. You could feel what it was. You know, uh, there was so much aura coming off. You know, uh, you know the celebrations and stuff, and the, the you know, the um, it was unbelievable. So as, as I ran out, um, it was great. I'm looking up and I'm seeing you know my kids and my wife, and I'm thinking, this is the last time. This is this yeah. is how I want to finish my career. Yeah. And um, and I say, as I'm, you know, running out and I'm going the right and I'm looking at Manu, I'm just going, okay. And it was good too because it was, uh, you could just sub in, uh, on and off and that. Yeah. So I'm just saying, because the intensity was there. They had a gun side. They had, mm. there was Cam Smith, there was uh, Lockyer, Benji Marshall, um, Sam Burgess. Wow. Yeah, they had a gun mm. side. So and I, I just wanted to play well in my last game because rugby league's given me so much, but also I knew this was the last one I was going to play professional rugby league, you know, mm. the best of the best. And then, you know, so... That play comes up. Princey looks at me. Nothing organised. And this is this is what this football is good for. Princey looks at me and he goes, and I go <laughs> because yeah, Manu's yeah. like me. Manu's like me and Lottie. Once we push off strong, we sort of you know because we like the big shots and then we like mm. to come. And then Manu, he, he just he had he, he was ready, he's ready to jam. And then Princey, look at Princey's skill set. Princey looks at me and very underrated Scott Prince. He looks he looks at me and I go, and then he puts it in. And, and as you see the ball mm. rolling, it wasn't just a straight up bounce. It was rolling all over the place. It was like, you know, how the football. Mm. And I'm going, mate, this is what I'm saying to myself. 
don't mess this up. <laughs> and that's why when I scored... Because you, you, you didn't want to mess up because you're so excited to be able to do the didgeridoo thing? Or no, you just I didn't even think about right. that. That's right. what I'm saying. So a, a, as I scored, because, mate, that's not my strength. Like when it's on the ball, when, when it's on the ground like that, you know, us, us big wingers getting down, that's not my strength to dive on it. Because, mm. mate, we use it, we, sometimes we get it wrong, me and Marty, we get that sort of stuff wrong. And as I scored... I'm surprised because I've scored. I've gone, yeah, I've scored. The adrenaline. And then Thurston looks at me and he goes, he points there. <laughs> he, he points there. And I go, yeah. And then as I get it, but just the people around that, the emotion, Sam Thide, Preston Campbell, yeah. Blake Ferguson, John Thurston, have a look at those guys. That's the emotion. Yeah. And that's what it means. Yeah. And that, that Indigenous dance that you boys do where the knees come Shake out, the best. Yeah, shake a leg. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was the same. It was funny. You wouldn't have seen this. But as I'm going back, because it was Jarrell Yeah on the bench, yeah. and I'm going to Neil Henry. I'm going, yeah, like get him on there. Because it's like, mate, that was that was my moment. But yeah. then I understood, like, I, I wanted the next generation to come and enjoy the occasion too. And plus, also my fitness too. I didn't want to be exposed in my last game as well. So there's a lot of things going on in my yeah. head. So I came back on again. I think I played right centre. Fergo was outside me one time there, but it was it was great. But that was the occasion where, yeah, and um, and just having and that fun. was it. That was the. Yeah. The Big Dell career yeah. over. That was yeah. it. It was it was a nice way to finish. Um, yeah, it was it was remarkable. Yeah, it was, yeah. rugby league has been so good to me, and even rugby union. That's yeah. that's why I still I support both codes. And that's what I said here. Even though I've you know I've gone through adversity in both codes, um, mate, you, you come through the other side. And I think what people don't understand, men and women, is you can make mistakes, but you have got to forgive yourself. Because if we don't forgive ourselves. Mm. You can't just torture yourself for, 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 for mistakes. Life's all about making mistakes, but it's also what you learn from it. And Tristan, back in first grade, had a fullback for the Broncos on Saturday night. He must have been pretty happy. He played really well. They won. Yeah. He, that, he yeah. did some really good things. Yeah, mate. He's Look, the, uh, his skill set is, is, is so good. Like, he works so hard. He's meticulous. A lot of my mates and that, um, even in and around the game, Freddie and Joey, they go, oh, mate, he's more skillful than you. And that's the thing. It's I know it's a throwaway line, but... You want your kids to be better than course, you, but also, yeah. um, what I'm so proud of him is because um, you know he's been in the system since 12 or 13. Um, he's always had to he's always had to work harder because he's been my son, mm. and that's what I said to him. Um, you know, Kevy said, "Man, you, you're going to come to Napier." I said, "No, no, it's Tristan's occasion. Mm-hmm. He's already debuted the Dragons. I was there. I've been there for his South Logan game, so I, I was one that sort of uh, locked him to South Logan. So I wanted him to go back there because Carmichael Hunt and." Um, Carmichael Hunt and Justin Hodges are coaches at South Logan. Mm-hmm. So I knew he'd have good people around him. But also I wanted him to go to Brisbane to understand playing in that competition. And so he got that contract by himself. He's only on mm. trial and train. He's actually not contracted. Mm. So he's actually outside the 30. Right. Um, they've got two spots left, the Broncos. So I, I actually said to him, just made a my job is to just to be his dad, and I think he understands that now that I don't need to talk footy to him, but we talk a little bit of footy. Mm. But I just want to, mate, you want your kids to be happy. I've mm. never seen him happier. Uh, his mm. girlfriend and his mum were over there. Um, I think he's number 287 on the Broncos. I'm number 66, and that made me proud. I mm. was in a pub um, just here because I obviously I work triple M, um, rush hour and that, and um, I was sitting with a mate watching it, and he goes, mate, how does it feel? So, mate, it's just, you just, I'm just happy for him. Mm. He's had a tough couple of years on mm. um, to get back there, and when people say, and, um, yeah, I don't know, it's just, I'm really proud. He's studying law. Wow, um, so putting it all together. Yeah, he's yeah, he has been, and he's good, and um, yeah, he, he loves his sport. And it's quite funny you like this, and people people that that know who he is and that know what he's. So a couple of weeks ago, I rang him to just check and see where he's going, and I couldn't get on him. So I rang Tara, I said, "Where's Tristan?" And she goes, "Oh, he's, he's got to tell you lessons tonight." Right. So he, he writes short poems. He's different. That's what I mean. Our kids get judged on who we are or who yeah. we were, and I just think it's important now that people understand. Judge the next generation on what they do. Like I think yeah. Billy Walters was playing. And, and and I did tear up. Like even when I called him, I just I was happy for him. But I just I just know that you know the last you know last couple of years he's worked so hard to get back. Mm. So uh, he played Oztag and touch football. He wasn't allowed to play rugby union or rugby league. But like you know, I think that strengthened him now. And he's got a wonderful story. And when he speaks, he's a he's a deep thinker. He's quite articulate. Um, yeah. So. Um, my wife and obviously my daughter are really proud of him, but he's just enjoying life, and you want your you want your kids to enjoy life. Yeah, and you've seen that awesome tweet of him with Billy Wilders, yeah, yeah, and then you and Kev Wilders underneath him, yeah, yeah, yeah thirty yeah. years apart, yeah, yeah, do, brilliant. Do you know what I wanted to do? What I, I, I wanted to do, like in my head, this is the cheeky part of me, but this is where I, I'm going to say I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> I, I was going to say. No trophy in there yet, yet boys. Yeah. But, you know, but like it's, it's, it's their moment and it's good. Sure. And that's what you got to – you can have those sort of jokes. And, but that's, uh, you know, that's the scallywag in me too. Like, you know, um, but, yeah, but it makes me proud because Billy's had to work really hard too. Because, man, no, 
even when Tristan used to come to the dressing sheds, Tristan used to go, Dad, can I come to the dressing sheds? I say, yeah, sweet. And that's, you know, we're all built on that. And then Billy actually used to look after Tristan in the dressing sheds because he's a couple years older. Mm. They just throw the footy and then sometimes mm. Tristan would sit on Billy's lap and that. Yeah, right. They probably don't want to hear that now. But uh, <laughs> that's that. And it, and it makes you proud. And even yeah. Kevy being coach. Because yeah. even when that deal was done at the Broncos, that wasn't done through me. That was done through South Slogan. He was playing really well. Because I think Tristan's stats have been off the charts. Apparently he's been like... 250 metres a game and then obviously try assists and, and if I've, I've watched about four or five of his games up there and then I watch it online sometimes but I just you want him to be happy but I, I think what I love most about him is what he's doing outside of football like he's got things that he wants to do you know like um, you know he loves playing the piano and like yeah it's just mm. you know yeah it's good yeah, yeah. lovely and um, before we finish off mm. the other sports around the world so it's such a great time to be a fan this you know the you can watch so much stuff on Foxtel and different things mm. What sports around the world get you excited and do you enjoy being a fan of? Is there any particular athletes that you really love watching? Yeah, look, I love the UFC. You know, I love – look, I love uh, Volkanovski. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, I think you guys know that. Yeah. But because he played rugby league, I think he played at 92 kilos, the Volk, and then I think he fights at 65 or 67 kilos. And I actually met him uh, – I met him a couple of times um, just through doing different functions and that one of my mates go, mate, you've got to follow this guy Volkanovski. So I started following him on Twitter when he was on No Wins. Yeah. So I followed him because um, he played for um, uh, Winday, uh, the Gorillas or something down there. Yep. And uh, so I started following the game. This, this guy's all right. But then I'd see him at a few functions and, that, and he's always the nicest bloke in the world. You know, mm. he's the people's champ and there's a pub down at um, um, uh, Wollongong, the Illawarra. So I'd mm. met him there a couple of times and he's, mate, just to see what he's done and the discipline and to have a beer with him and he's always good. He's just passionate, you know. Mm. So I watch the UFC guys like Bam Bam and that. I mm-hmm. like support the Australian guys. Mm. I actually started following UFC on the back of a mate of mine, Wayne Geber. Um, mm-hmm. He said, mate, you'll love this. This is what you, you know, you'd love this. And it was when Ronda Rousey was fo- sort of fighting and then Conor McGregor. So mm-hmm. he introduced me to Conor McGregor. I love Conor McGregor, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, have you watched the Netflix series? No, oh, yeah, I have. I have, yeah. I have, I have, I have yeah. The one that just came out recently. No, no, I haven't watched the latest Yeah, one. there's a new one that's just come out. Is yeah, it good? Yeah, I haven't, I've watched a tiny bit of it. All yeah. the boys watch it, said it's very good. So okay. Netflix always do a good yeah. job with that stuff. Yeah, but so that, uh, I love my golf. Yeah. Um, you know, lo- love the golf. Um, and I love supporting the Aussies in the golf. Like Adam Scott, I've got along with him pretty well over the years. But, you know, even watch Brooks Kepka and that, I love that. Tiger was, a, that, that changed me when Tiger yeah, have started. Have you ever met Tiger? No, I never met Tiger. Okay. No, no, I'd love to. It's just about the only athlete you haven't met. No, no, I agree. Um, and then I just, I just love all sort of sport. I watch a bit of basketball and stuff. LeBron, have you ever met LeBron? No, no. Okay. I want to meet Jordan, but Jordan's my man. I want to meet Jordan. Yeah. yeah. You know that that, that doco that came out. You know, but it was the best sports documentary ever. The Last Dance. Yeah. Yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyone, anyone, even if you're not a sports fan, you watch that. And yeah. You can, you can enjoy that. Yeah. Awesome. So you're in a great spot in life, really. It seems you, you Mate, love your career. Yeah. yeah for life. Good. Um, yeah. Uh, Triple M's been good. Russia's yeah. good. Got things outside that. And it's about balance for me now. Yeah. Uh, 49 this year. 49 uh, I think next month, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, thank, you re- thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having me, mate. I think we're going to get some lunch now before you have to go, to, yeah. go down to Triple M. I love lunch. It's good. Excellent, mate. Thanks, thank mate. you very much. Cheers, good mate. Good times. Well Cheers. Done.